Tom Parry. Ah, Matt Boyle, what's going on? Not a lot. It's Mother's Day, believe it or not. Oh. You, well, there you're not, in the you're UK. Not, <laughs> you're not my mother, Matthew. Or am I? It's Tom and Matt Attack. <laughs> I think that's a physical impossibility, isn't it? Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have the reproductive organs, mm. but, you know. You're I like also... to think of myself as a spiritual mother, at least. Uh, uh, you're also younger than me. I am, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, let's not rule out time travel, Tom. Don't be so close-minded. Well, my brain's about to explode. It is. It's a very deep start to a podcast. You all right? Is it Tom Matt Attack? Have we said it that is. yet? We have, yeah. We're already past it. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, Parry. Oh, but one week out and I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. I was going to say, are you all right? And then yeah, yeah. You're not, clearly. <laughs> I'm not bad. But uh, just before the podcast, we were chatting and uh, you said you haven't played any games this week. I No, I haven't. Literally nothing. Yeah. I've played maybe five minutes of hard-working UFO and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, but we still have plenty to talk about today because there was a Nintendo Direct this last week. There so was plenty of uh, announcements in that to uh, have a natter about. There are, and that, I've Barry. been playing a few things here and there that we can talk oh, about really? too. So there is a podcast. <gasps> That's nice, I, isn't it? You know what? I haven't actually bought anything either. Oh wow! I know it's exciting, but it's strange. Uh, yeah. Are your are your sites elsewhere? Are um, games that are on your radar at the moment? Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to strictly adhere to my I'm not playing video games this year thing. Mm. And so I haven't had a chance to play Monster Hunter with anyone because all of my, my compadres in that field have been gallivanting around the UK. Oh, right, okay. And so it's just been like, oh, well, I'm not going to play Monster Hunter. Don't, so not going to play on your own, are you? No. no, I've pretty much just been reading. So it's been all right, it's been chilled. But I was also out sick. I feel better now. Yeah, Thank well, you. We're happy to, to hear that, at least, yeah. So, yeah, it's all good. So what, in the Nintendo Direct, stood out to you? Were there any games there which you thought, well, even though I've made this rule, I can't buy new games, I'm going to have to buy that? Actually, would you believe that the only thing that interested me that in that entire Nintendo Direct, I would say, was probably the Splatoon expansion? Oh, yeah. I, do, I, do you I, have Splatoon 2? I do have oh, Splatoon 2, yeah. Know. No, I, I got it at launch. I quite like that game a lot. I never got around to completing it before the the rise of my, my tyranny in games of me not playing anything. Mm. But I really liked what I played of it. Um, and to be honest, both single and multiplayer both were very quality experiences. I just felt that they were retreading the same ground as the first one. So technically, by picking up the expansion, you're not breaking your rule because you're not buying a brand new game. I like the way you think, but I'd still be playing it. So it's just like, ah, okay, I, I perhaps will pick it up. I think you should treat yourself to at least that, Matthew. Ah, oh, let's see how it goes. But I mean, other than that, not really a lot stood out that I'm not already mentioned on the podcast, to be honest. What about you? Uh, For me, 
I think the the moment that surprised me the most was Crash Bandicoot. I don't know why that should surprise me, but no. the idea of announcing those classic Crash games on a Nintendo console, which are so synonymous with the PlayStation, but then you know uh, I find out that it's on Xbox as well. But for yes. some reason, it being on Nintendo seems like a bigger deal than it being on Xbox. I mean, yeah, perhaps I it. It does raise that question, obviously, of how is it going to run on the Switch if it's quite difficult to run on the PS4. The Xbox One didn't surprise me at all. It's been rumoured for a little bit that mm. that's going to come. But it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, Switch version, interesting. I was interested in that. I thought uh, something I might pick up. But uh, people have been saying that because of the game's difficulty, apparently, that they think it's going to be harder to play with the uh, Switch's controls as standard, you know, I didn't see the problem there myself. I have no problems with the playing with the um, Joy-Cons, Joy-Cons on the console. Yeah. Uh, also, you could just snap them into the uh, the grip if you have... Uh, they're, they're talking about the small buttons. I don't know what they were on about. <laughs> I think people just like to create articles for the sake of articles. I think, I think this is it. Everyone wants something to moan about. I think the fact that it's coming to Switch is fine. and uh, it It's the platform I'd buy on if I was going to buy that game, which I might do. Also, happy to see South Park on the Switch too. It's a game I've not played, so I'm like, yeah, that's okay, it. You know, cool. why don't we get it for Switch? That's good. Yeah. Uh, so there were there were ports which I don't have in other systems, which interested me. Uh, the Wii U ports they announced, like Treasure Tracker, not particularly interesting. It's a great game. I can see it working very well on the Switch, but uh, it doesn't get me that excited. Even the the fact it's got new uh, Mario Odyssey levels, it's still yeah. still Toe's Treasure Tracker, and there's still yeah. Hyrule Warriors, and there's still Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, and there's still all these all these ports, which you know I, I just want something new from Nintendo. Yeah, the thing is though, we come from a very privileged position in the fact that I I believe you probably do the same as I own all of these ports already. <laughs> Mm. We own them on the Wii U, which yeah. you know it's not a big platform. I know they're, they're platform. not they're not for us basically, but uh, yeah. and it's nice that Nintendo are getting lots of games out there because they could just as well not release anything. But the fact they yeah. are releasing these is good. Um, it's going to be good for Nintendo. It's going to be good for those who haven't played it. Yeah. Uh, did surprise me to hear about the re-release of Luigi's Mansion, considering the 3DS already has a Luigi's Mansion game. Yeah, but I would argue this was perhaps a good thing because it is a better Luigi's Mansion game than the second one is. It's a more tight and mm. compact experience, as long-term listeners will know. Yeah. I have some issues with that second Luigi's Mansion yeah. game. It kind of I remember. welcome. Yeah. How about, uh, do you think it's going to translate well to the uh, 3DS? Do you think there's some opportunity to improve the game at all on 3DS? I mean... I, 3D, I, obviously. <laughs> Well, yeah, other than the 3D that no one's going to use. I do think it's a pretty solid experience. It's very short, is my concern. Um, I remember that game being about six hours. And so to have something like that, if it is a full retail title, which I'm assuming it's going to be, Mm. it seems like it should be a budget title in this day and age. It seems like it's so old in the tooth and hey, let's see it's if such it... a small experience yeah. on a legacy platform now that maybe it shouldn't be 40 quid. Perhaps it should be released in the uh, Nintendo Select price bracket of about £20. <sighs> let's hope so. I mean, it would be a good place for it, I think, and that's where I would pitch it 
if I were them. Yeah. But there we go. Yeah, I think that's sensible. Yeah, me too. Um, To be honest with you, one thing that did actually... I, there's two things I can think of that I'm like, oh man, actually, that's something I should talk about. Uh, but one thing while we're still on ports... Uh, the mm. Okami HD collection was something I oh, was yeah. like, oh, I wanted to pick that up for the PS4. I can just get it on Switch now. But my experiences with Rhyme have kind of made me put me off. And I was thinking like, oh God, this game probably isn't going to run as well as it does on the PS4 and other systems. And then I remembered, oh wait, actually this thing could run on the Wii and the PS2. Admittedly, not with such updated graphics. But if it can't run on the Switch, I'd be a little bit concerned. I think it's going to run fine. I I'm not. So. I'm not concerned about that. You mentioned about Crash Bandicoot. There were some concerns about that running properly. You well, think that's yeah. going to be a problem? I'd heard that there were some issues, apparently, when it launched on the PS4, okay. a bit running, a bit weird. Um, but let's see. I, it's I the, yeah, it has been developed for a more powerful console, so uh, yes. they'll have to make some cutbacks somewhere. We'll, we'll see how other games like Dark Souls fare when yeah. ported to the uh, Switch. I think um, Doom obviously took a few uh, downgrades. Yeah. I don't know about Skyrim, because that was um, a uh, older title. It was. So Skyrim probably runs all right, but I've not played it, so I wouldn't know. Me neither, but I, I hear that Doom does a lot with the Switch, so that's why I'm actually mm. kind of interested to see the Wolfenstein release, which wasn't mentioned in the Nintendo Direct. Yeah, yeah, actually, Wolfenstein's dropped off the radar a little bit now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be out quite soon, from what I remember as yeah. well. Yeah, let's hope they're not having trouble with it. I remember when Titanfall was going to come out on the 360, and then that got held back for a while, I think. Uh, no, 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 it didn't. It just it dropped off the radar, was the Did... issue with Titanfall. It, yeah, but that the... was purely because it ran just as well as on the Xbox One. On oh, the okay. I, I seem to remember it was something about it getting it to run, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What was that, Matt? <laughs> that was me lifting a, a cup of tea, Thomas. <laughs> oh, okay. I apologize. It sounded like an earthquake. I hope it doesn't sound like that on <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm okay. sure. So if the... it did, listeners, I apologize. There was so much on that Nintendo Direct. Uh, there was a new Dylan's Rolling West, Rolling Western game. Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, this looks interesting. Love and the character designs. They said the words um, me, and then they said the words tower defense, and I immediately lost interest. Oh, it seems like a, a mix of different uh, gameplay types. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I still haven't played the other Dylan's Rolling Western. I, I own that on 3DS. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. Uh, same terrible. with Gunman Clive. It's one of those games I'm always meant to play. I own it, and then I never have. So you have this strange fear of Western-based games. So will you struggle to play Red Dead? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's it's all very, it's very odd now you mention it, because I do love the Western genre. It's probably one of my favourites for a while. That's how it goes. And we also had an announcement of a new WarioWare game. That was quite exciting. For yeah, that would be good. That would be great, because it's... Um, all those games thrown into one. So if you missed out on something like WarioWare Twisted, now that is yeah. also included. Um, whether or not it's going to be every mini game or just the, what I deem the best ones, I don't know. But I think it's going to have a lot of mini games. And... I'm open to anything, to be honest. I'm yeah. very glad that they are releasing a WarioWare game, even if it is this, even if it is just the old mini games. I think they said some new ones too. They, they yeah. mentioned there are a few new games. So I think it's great. I was afraid that this series would have died with Game and Wario, and I think that would have been a real shame. But there we go. 
Yeah. So we had that. We also had a remake of Bowser's Inside Story with added baby Bowser storyline. Yep. Um, I I really like those games aesthetically and story wise. I, as a lover of JRPGs, I can't get my head around the battle system. It's very timing based. It almost mm. feel it's an action RPG that kind of feels like a rhythm game. It's kind of jibing off of that Paper yep. Mario aesthetic. I just can't get into it, which is sad because I really like those games. I own them all. I just, oh yeah. I can't so you're not you're not inclined to rebuy it. There's no the extra baby Bowser stuff doesn't make you want to try it out. Well, to be honest with you, I've ne- I've I've beaten the Game Boy Advance game. Uh, mm. I played a little bit of Partners in Time, but I I couldn't get to it. Honestly, like I I yeah. own the the 3DS one as well. I was lucky enough to get it in my Retro Collect Secret Santa this year because I mentioned I loved RPGs and Nintendo stuff, and mm. everyone was like, "Oh, you love this," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I don't. I can't help it. I don't know why." <laughs> That's fair enough. It's not a game that I'm gonna get, but you you know the it's reason also... for that. Yeah, but they're also very long, and like, yeah. I when there is something like a Persona where the story maps isn't as great as it has been in Persona mm. Four, was in Persona Five. Uh, it had, I don't know, the combat just was so fluid and so great. The same with Final mm. Fantasy Fifteen. Yeah, I just wanted to keep playing because it was such an enjoyable gameplay loop. Yeah, and then ha- having a great story in these Nintendo titles is fine. But if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing 90% of the time, then I was like, oh, I'll maybe read a synopsis. Yeah, totally. Uh, what else do we have in the Nintendo Direct? As you mentioned, Dark Souls, you kind of skimmed over it a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's that was because there. I was playing Bloodborne the other day and I was like, ah, I'm not into this. I got ah. quite excited that it was uh, it was free, so I thought I'd give it a go. I liked all the, the creatures that I'd seen, all the enemy design and everything. But yeah. playing it was very reminiscent of Dark Souls. Yeah. And not being a particular fan of Dark Souls, uh, I, I can't say I spent a lot of time with uh, Bloodborne, but maybe I, I need to give it more of a chance. I really like Bloodborne. I really like the world of Bloodborne. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, I, it was the first game as... Right, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast. I must have. So, long-term listeners, to use the phrase again, will know that I am a person who puts stickers on the spines of my games when I'm done with them, so I can kind of roughly see how many games I've completed. I actually made a system when it came to Bloodborne, because I was said to you last year on the podcast, yeah. I was going to beat all my PS4 games, and then I'd be a happy man. You know, I'd start buying some new ones, which I eventually did. But Bloodborne was one game that I had to put a black sticker on, which is my mark <laughs> of, no, I'm giving up on this. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember. Yeah. Purely because, as much as I really like that game's aesthetic, I just can't. I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no joy for me of spending all of that time learning one particular enemy pattern, getting killed over and over again to just do that indefinitely. I feel with a Mega Man game, once you've picked up the basic mechanics, you can just move on. Yeah, but there's something about the design of Bloodborne and uh, Dark Souls that doesn't allow me to do that. It is just constantly an uphill struggle, and I must—it must feel amazing to be one of those games. Mm. But I get that same idea of like mastery from something like Monster Hunter, and it made me think, oh, maybe I should go back and play some Dark Souls. Yeah, but uh, honestly, like I—I I haven't got the time for it. So, did you like the Amiibo? I did like the Amiibo. I liked the the Praise the Sun thing that I've yeah. seen loads of people do. That was a fun a fun little uh, surprise. 
Yeah, not as much as that Detective Pikachu amiibo though, Tom. Oh, which That's... is bigger than a regular amiibo. Yeah, boy, it's a <laughs> it's a big thing, and I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna put it on my desk and make Danny DeVito noises, even though it doesn't sound like him. I wonder why they made it bigger than the regular amiibo. They didn't have to. Because they've already made a um, Pikachu. Yeah, but they've already made a few Mario's, and they're pretty much the same size. Yeah, but that's Mario. That's like the Mickey Mouse, isn't it? Like, well, Pikachu's pretty close there as being an icon of video games. Yeah, I would say so now. Nowadays, I, at least. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, so there's bound to be something else that's, that's worthy of us talking about on Nintendo Direct, wasn't there? Well, I mean, there definitely is. I mean, uh, for me at least, uh, Octopath Traveler was the only oh. game in that entire presentation that had me go, oh yeah, shit, I forgot this was coming out this year. i tell you what, it was the, uh... one that, the one that I thought, meh, because, you know, of my interest in RPGs. Yeah, but see, for me, I love the visual aesthetic. I think it looks cool well, as hell. It looks hell. very brown. <laughs> yeah, but it's like games of that era did. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's also got that weird like, hey, these are three D but pixel art aesthetic uh-huh. to it uh-huh. that I've never really seen that well. Usually, you would get a PS One game that would try that, and you'd have sprite based characters, but then you'd have this really jarring background. Mm, but grandier. man, it yeah. look yeah, but it looks super cool. Like it's got it's so weird. It almost looks like a pop-up book. And then I saw that they were doing this collector's edition with a pop-up book. And I was like, okay, that's clearly the oh, yeah. inspiration for this. Oh, so that's one you're gonna get then? Um, I have not committed to my decision oh, to purchase right. Octopath Traveler. Uh, however, great name. Let's just I, I <laughs> like the that. name. <laughs> for me, it's very interesting that a lot of the characters are actually like what I would consider NPCs in an mm, RPG. And okay. I'm very non-playable characters. You yeah, know, like yeah. One of them is a medic, and one yeah. of them is an innkeeper, and one of them is a merchant. So no one's like, got a, a good arm or a massive sword or a fancy well, hairstyle. <laughs> it seems like it's nicking the job system from Final Fantasy V and that they can be a, ma- a dancer or a mage or a fighter or whatever. Mm. But I'm very curious to play an RPG that isn't necessarily about you being the grand saviour of the world. Okay. And I'm sure yeah. they will become it as the story progresses, undoubtedly. But just this very like slice-of-life idea in an RPG seems really interesting to me. And I, I okay, don't know. Yeah. For me, that's a super interesting thing. It'll probably end up really trite and like Bravely Default is. But okay. with... Um, was it Lost Sphere, the other the game from Tokyo RPG Factory? Uh-huh. I... Oh yeah, that one came out. Yeah, yeah, that came out, and that was from the people who made I Am Setsuna, and mm. I talked about that on this podcast that it had some really good bits to it, but it felt very much like they were just making a formulaic RPG. And from what I hear, Lost Sphere is exactly that. It is them just trying to make Chrono Trigger again, yeah. and you know. That was of a time and place. That is its own thing. A little bit of type in there from Tom Parry as he goes to Google. Oh, did did you hear um, that? I did. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, so a game that I nearly forgot about then until I looked it up was Mario Tennis Aces. Yeah, and they they focused on that game quite a bit. Yeah. I I, I gotta be honest. I got no interest in tennis games. 
I, I like a tennis game. I'm a fan of the Mario Tennis series. Um, as I say, as I am of tennis games. Uh, yeah. There hasn't been a tennis game on a next-gen system yet. No, there is no there, actual tennis. There is The no... only tennis game you can get on PS4 is if you uh, download Everybody's Tennis, a PS2 game. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, similar case with Xbox, although on Xbox I don't think there's any option to download any <laughs> tennis game. That's a shame. So this is actually quite a big deal that we're getting our first uh, tennis game of this generation. It happens to be Mario Tennis. A great surprise when this was announced last time. It was good to see a bit more of it. It's a definite uh, pickup for me because it's a brand new Nintendo game. And yeah. as I was saying earlier, I get a little frustrated that there's not many brand new games coming from Nintendo and a lot of it is ports. Yeah. This is an example of a new game. And I can't wait to play that one. That's fair. So, mm. yeah, I, to be honest with you, look, there's some interesting mechanics to that game. I will give it that at least. I mm. like this idea that if you just position yourself in front of the shot, you take, like, damage almost. It's all about timing and, like, actually, like, defending a shot rather than just being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. That seems like an interesting mechanic that would let people into the game who perhaps don't feel that confident with video games because then they just know they have to be right in the, the way and they have three times to do that. So if yeah. they do mess up the timing, it's all right. But I don't know, man. I just can't get excited about a tennis game. I bought the Wii U one. I don't think I ever oh. played it. That's a disappointing one because there's not a lot of options in that game. No. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, they also talked a little bit about Kirby. Uh, did you play the demo? I haven't yet. No, I have it downloaded, but unfortunately Martha's in Hungary at the moment, so I uh, haven't had a chance to give it a go. Still very interested to hear your thoughts on that based on the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't blown away. Yeah, well, I'll get to it. I'm also going to play that Yakuza 6 demo before the next podcast, so I'll finally have something to say about that, too. I just haven't had time this week. And you know something that snuck out there, wasn't in the Nintendo Direct, uh, but at Scribblenauts Showdown for um, Switch. Yeah, this had been announced a couple of weeks ago, actually. I did this on another podcast. Yeah, it's out there. I like the idea of it. You know, one-on-one drawing things to uh, battle each other. I think that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I say drawing things. I mean writing things. Two things. Notes. I nearly yeah. forgot exactly, totally what that game was about then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it wasn't mentioned in Nintendo Direct. But I think that that's one to keep an eye on. A bit too expensive uh, for me at the minute, though. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think. I don't know if it's got a physical release or not. I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't think it has. No. Mm. Uh, of course, the, the big uh, tease at the end was Smash Brothers. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's going to be a new one or a port of uh, the Wii one? I think it's going to be a new one. But the I, fact it's out this year, I'm wondering. I don't know. To be honest with you, I suspect new one. Yeah. But uh, for the listeners at home, they were inverted commas around a new one. I, yeah. I do think what it will be is essentially a port of the Wii U one. Perhaps some different stages, perhaps some new characters. Probably a lot of the DLC characters taken out, like uh, Cloud and Bayonetta and all of those people. And then just some updates to the existing character roster. So Link clearly looked like Breath of the Wild Link rather than the traditional Ocarina slash... um, uh, Twilight Princess. Maybe Link it'll be very similar, 
very similar, but they'll throw in a new story mode, perhaps. How about that? I think the story mode would be nice, but uh, yeah. they they taken it out for a good reason that they didn't want people watching it online, which is the most farcical thing I've ever heard. Because that was a bit of fun in the uh, Wii one, wasn't it? Yeah. The story mode. I think Bayonetta will probably be in it, considering that she's uh, quite popular at the minute with the release of Bayonetta 2. I Again, mean, and I, 3 coming up. I wouldn't say no, but let's be honest, Like, if they can get away with not having to pay royalties, they're probably not going to. Oh, I, I, I think Nintendo and Platinum are pretty close when it comes to Bayonetta, at least. I mean, Bayonetta 2 wouldn't have happened without her, so perhaps Nintendo actually yeah. holds some weird licensing rights over that character now, we'll see. But mm, I'm I'm open to the idea of a new Smash Brothers. I will probably end up doing what I always do, picking it up and then not really playing it. But I did actually quite enjoy playing it last year with a load of our colleagues. Yeah. So, and I've never it. really got into Smash Brothers in a big way. Unfortunately. I think it's nice. I just, you know, there's obviously a lot of people out there who absolutely have been oh, yeah. sucked with Smash Brothers. For a lot of people, I'm sure that moment at the end of the Nintendo Direct was a very exciting uh, moment. I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah, nothing for me. I'm it was afraid. very dramatically done. I did appreciate the way they unveiled it. Ah. With the, the reflection in the uh, squid, squid guy's uh, eye, or squid girl's eye. It was pretty cool, but like before that, the whole like just a white background thing made me think, oh, this is going to be a Smash Brothers reveal. Oh, really? I, yes. I didn't know what it was about. I thought, oh, they're carrying on with the, um, what's it called there? Splatoon. No, because, I mean, they would have done that after the Splatoon stuff, and it's also been very short time since we had Splatoon 2. It makes sense that they're introducing, like, the Squid Girl and Squid Boy to the roster, and it's also like they did this before with the Animal Crossing thing. Yeah. They and that was done better because I was actually like, "Oh shit, new Animal Crossing!" And then mm. I was like, "Oh no, Smash Brothers!" Ah, oh, clever. Yeah. So I thought it was a bit predictable. I do like, I did like the reflection in the Squid yes, Girl's eye and then the cool. big flaming Smash logo. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I I, I really liked about it as well. Mario it looking was... very sinister. Oh, he was. We couldn't see their eyes. That was no. the sinister bit, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything you really would have liked to see in this Nintendo Direct that you didn't get to see this hmm. time around? Um, I'm still holding out hope, to be honest with you, after the whole, hey, we're going to port anything that nobody played from the Wii U to the Switch, that maybe we'll get that Yakuza 1 and 2 remaster. Oh, <laughs> I mean, Yakuza on the Switch. That's uh, that would be a big deal, wouldn't it? I can I can live in hope, Tom. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, <laughs> I would have liked finally a confirmation of the Secret of Mana collection being ported over, especially as apparently that Secret of Mana PS4 remake isn't very good. Oh, you didn't go for it then? I did not. No, mm. I've I've heard nothing but mixed things, and a lot of that I think is stemming out of the fact that it is a thirty-year-old game, and they very <laughs> faithfully recreated I, it. Oh, but, well, that's what I've heard as well. Yeah. I also hear that the voice acting is hot trash. So, I've heard it is perhaps the worst voice acting uh, in a game for a long time, like PS2 quality voice acting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, being completely realistic about what I could expect from a Nintendo Direct. You don't have to be realistic. You can. You can. Maybe, maybe a little bit of a glance of the new Pokemon title. Maybe a title or something. Um, I thought about Pokemon as well, actually, but 
I'll tell you in a sec. I would have loved a Mega Man game. Like, if they would have done something a bit more... Like, no. I mean, we had a Bomberman title on this system. Mega Man like, 11's coming to the Switch. We know yeah, that. but like an actual Mega Man game. Like well, That is an actual Mega Man game, isn't it? <sighs> I don't know. I want something a bit more full-on, but Capcom... Like a Mega Man X type thing. Is that more full-on? That's how I always imagine Mega Man X to be. I mean, Mega Man X is extreme. Yeah. But I just when wanted... you want something full on, that's what I was thinking about. I don't know. I, I I maybe just want a new take on that game. I don't know why. Uh... Well, what about Mighty Number no. Nine? That was a bit of a new take on it, wasn't it? No. With new mechanics. No. I I okay. I don't know. I wouldn't mind a three D Mega Man game. To be honest, I think like a three D Mega Man uh... like meets Bayonetta could be all right. Oh, you don't mean like Mega Man Legends three then? I mean, that would be nice, but that is never <laughs> going to happen, so that's all right. Hmm. Well, what I was thinking about was Pokemon trading card game for Switch. That'd be all right. I just was imagining how you'd have the 3D representations of the Pokemon come out of the cards, you know. If you add an item to it, like Fighting Fury Belt or something like that, you know, then the Pokemon's wearing the item and... Yeah. It just it could really help that game come to life a bit. And I just imagine people sitting across from each other with a Switch, each with their Switch facing, you know, yeah, playing the card game. Uh, maybe even using the touch screen. Uh, and then perhaps with the cards, you know, the digital um, scanny cards you get in every booster of Pokemon yeah. cards, uh, would maybe also give you the opportunity to redeem cards on the Switch game. That uh, could be all well right. As, the, as well as the online game. I think there's a lot of potential there, and uh, it would do Nintendo very well to make a game like that, but that's a bit of a dream. I have no idea if that'll ever come out. Is there uh, a prob- Sorry. Is there a camera in the back of the Switch? Or is it only no, on the front? No, I, I don't think there's a camera in the back of the Switch. It's a shame. I was going to say you could do a really nice like augmented Pokemon Snap oh. game. Yeah. There's a lot they could do with Pokemon, but the impression I get is the next Pokemon game for Switch is going to be um, the real RPG deal again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I want another Pokemon Puzzle League. <laughs> I'd go for that. I go for any kind of Puzzle League Tetris Attack type game at the minute because I'm still very much into them. Yeah, yeah. Because that would work well on Switch with two player. Yeah. Oh, wait until you see this week's Boy Curious video. Ha 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 ha. Oh, did you do Tetris Attack? No, it's a it's a new game that I shan't oh. mention on the podcast. Oh. I've, got, I've got that now on Game Boy. And yeah. Super Nintendo. Unfortunately, though, it's one of those PAL games that won't play on my. Oh Super Christ! You remember this? Well, yeah, I do for, remember for this for the dip switches. Heard this story. My uh, Super Nintendo was a PAL system with uh, switches to let it switch to, between NTSC and PAL. Uh, but unfortunately, the switch <laughs> to switch to PAL is, doesn't work properly anymore, uh, so it's stuck in NTSC mode. Uh, it still plays most PAL games, but there's uh, a few which uh, it doesn't, and these are yeah. mostly Nintendo uh, uh, titles, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because some of the best games are published by Nintendo. That they are. So uh, when I realised I, I wouldn't be able to play Tetris Attack on my Super Nintendo, I decided what I would do is buy the cheapest Super Nintendo I could find. And that took a while. Right. <laughs> because you you go on eBay for Super Nintendos and uh, you're looking uh, for a nice condition one, uh, about 50 quid, 40 to 50 quid, maybe more, yeah. depending. Uh, I got just a unit on its own in not a great condition, but not terrible condition for £30. Yeah. 
And I was fairly happy with that based on the other auctions that were going around at the time. So now <laughs> I can, I've can i got that purely to play all those PAL games. There's quite a few of them. There's, um, what's his name? Is it that, 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 oh gosh. Plop, Plock, Plock. Plock, yeah. Now I can play Plock again. Now I can play the Claymates. Is that the game? Clayface? The the... Oh, yeah, Claymates, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I can... Uh, there's there's quite a few games uh, that I've got which I couldn't play before, so... Yeah, that's good. Fair enough. I also got something else which I was quite excited about. What's uh, on Barry? What's it called? Dancing Stage Mario Mix with two dance mats. Oh, is that the GameCube one? Yeah. Oh! I got it all for 30 quid. Wow, that's all right. Two dance mats a game. They're both the Mario branded dance mats as well. Was it a hot? Was it a quick bite now? It was no. It was uh, people didn't bid on it. It had four bids, um, and I won the bid at twenty five quid with five quid postage. So did you get that big box as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got two of those right. big boxes. Cool. Uh, two of the dance mats. So yeah, pretty happy and excited about that because Matt, I don't have a single dancing game. Oh, Christ, is this going to be your new obsession? No, no, it's not. I don't think so. But I, I was thought... going to say, I have a copy of Dance Revolution no. for the 360 if you want it. No, 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 no. I have uh, Dance Mats only on the GameCube now, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. Okay. I do have um, that Connect dancing game, Dance Central 3, but I don't have a Connect. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's Dance <laughs> Central I have, the first one. Oh, I've got the third one, yeah. But well, I haven't I got a Connect, you see. I can give you the first one, Tom, so then you can just get the second one and a Connect, and you're ready to go. I think I can get a Connect for quite cheap. I would imagine so. I actually saw one in a charity shop uh, round yeah. two for about 50 krona, so I'll yeah. have a look. It's just still there for you if you want. Okay, thank you. Um, hey, did you see this Xbox Duke controller that's been um, unveiled? Yes, it had been unveiled a while ago, but now I believe there's actual physical ones, right? Yeah, this guy was demonstrating it, and uh, it's got a uh, video screen on it. Really? So, you know where the normal Xbox logo is? Yeah. Well, that loads it loads up the logo as as it does when you load up the console. So remember when you play the Xbox, how it could blah, 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 yeah. sort of like in some sort of tank? So it's got video on the controller. Oh, man, that's ridiculous. I, I just think the whole thing is ridiculous. And the, the cost of it is £70. <laughs> I mean, like, why wouldn't you just take the video screen out and sell it for a reasonable price? Like, I mean, I know it's cool, but, like, come on. It's got force feedback triggers now. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But uh, what what an odd thing, because I know it wasn't the most popular controller, but I can see the nostalgia surrounding it. And I, I know I ne- people who really like it. Yeah, I never disliked hands. it. I never disliked the controller. I actually like the placement of the triggers on that better than on the S controller. Um, but I did yeah. probably, in the end, prefer the S. But uh, the 360 controller and the Xbox One controller are very good. Yes. You know, and... I think that is the, the, the shape you want for a <laughs> controller. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, my my 12-year-old, eh, I got a PlayStation voice was essentially, I kept comparing that controller to a plate and the Xbox to a table. <laughs> I was also the same about the Xbox being a, a brick of a console. Yeah. Uh, but I must say the transparent green one looks very nice. I have one it of does. them and uh, it's, it's a nice looking thing. I, I like my crystal one. It looks yeah. alright. Like, yeah. as soon as it's not just a giant black, like, 
bloody obelisk, then it's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And I, I like how the uh, Xbox logo is in black, I think, on the green one. Yeah. I think, anyway. Well, what are you we know. chatting about, Matt? What are we chatting about? Nonsense, Tom Parry. That's all we ever talk about. I was This is the point where I ask you what you've been playing and buying, but you haven't been playing and buying anything. So Nothing! Uh, I can tell you that I, I finally picked up Tank, Tank, Tank. Oh, really? For the Wii U? Yeah, and I have to sing its praises, especially, I didn't realise this, but it has a, a mode where you can take a photo of yourself. Right. So Yeah? Yeah, I'm with you. Um, and there's a, a mode called Kong Mode, where you're fighting a giant mechanical ape with your face on it. Oh, wow. Or your friend's cool. face. Yeah. Uh, and whenever you set up your profile, you also can dress your face up, your photo of your face in different outfits, like a pirate or a soldier. Okay. The gameplay is so simple, you only use the D-pad on one button in regular mode. Really? Yeah. So you just move around and you shoot stuff. Occasionally you get power-ups, but they just replace a regular weapon. Uh, there's uh, four different modes. There's like a team battle. There's a... What, there's a, what do you call it? free-for-all sort of battle mode yeah. uh, then there's the kong mode and then there's the monster mode where you team up with a friend and take down a giant monster together okay. there's yeah. a three-headed uh, mechanical dragon there's a couple of others as well um also at the beginning of those stages start off with you defeating a wave of enemies at the f- at first with the um uh, robot dragon thing you have to yeah. first uh, destroy loads of robotic spiders Right, which is has a very much of an Earth Defense uh, Force vibe ar- around it, yeah. uh, and you get a really excitable announcer as well in the game. Uh, so it's a great little package and one that shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, it's one of those games that I think is still a Wii U exclusive. It is. It's quite expensive though, from what I remember. Right, I was looking at picking up a copy myself. Twenty-five. I got it. It's for. creeping up. It was about 20 when I was yeah. looking at it, so maybe I yeah, should pick yeah. that one up sooner rather than later. I think that's a that's, uh, must-have for Wii U owners who want a fun uh, party game. Um, yeah. Don't expect uh, to be playing it a lot in single-player, but uh, the multiplayer is really where it's at. Okay. A lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, people just forget about it, because maybe it wasn't the most robust package when it first came out. And people thought, well, I've bought a Wii U for this. This is quite yeah. a simple party game. This is like an arcade title. But... Um, it's an arcade title with the best of them. Uh, you can definitely see this thing on the Dreamcast. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. I think that's all I've got for you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we should wrap up the podcast then, because literally I, I have bought and played nothing. Um, <laughs> I bought a typewriter, that was fun. Oh, but, you did? Uh, I did, yeah, other than that. Have you typed a... anything on your typewriter? I've not. I'm waiting for my ink ribbons to arrive, and then oh. I can save... <laughs> nice. Has it got the autocorrect on it? Uh, it does. Yeah, it's got. A so it can sp- delete. It can delete. Um, it's got a spool of... with correction fluid. Yeah, so we can delete bits. Oh, mine didn't do that. Uh, the typewriter we have is quite advanced, and yeah. it would stamp out the ink. It would go, tick, 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 and it would it would stamp it out. Oh, so really? Just, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's probably quite a clever typewriter. <laughs> Yeah. So we've gone gone from games to typewriters. We cover it all, don't we? Exactly. (laughs) Anything with a keyboard. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Well, let's wrap it up then, Mr. Tom Parry, so I can edit this and get it up. Uh, If you would. Get it up, Matt. Oh, (laughs) behave yourself, cheeky. It's a Sunday, Tom. Uh, 
<laughs> if you yeah. uh, would like to tell us about your listening pleasure of this podcast, you can do so at blackprocess.com, <laughs> tomomatattack.com. It's just become a lot more pleasurable. Sorry. We did add on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash tomomatattack. Why not reach out to us also on Twitter at TMACast. You can listen to the podcast in a variety of places, those listed above, as well as in iTunes and Stitcher. While you're in iTunes, why not give us a cheeky rate and subscribe. Okay, Tom Parry, let's wrap it up there then. Oh, and you... we'll say those immortal words, the ones you forgot last week, so I'll say it myself this week. Game on. Game on. Remix.